Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have Guillermo Salazar. How are you? Pretty good, Shahid. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thrilled to do it. Love the message you're spreading and, how, and the stories you're telling. And uh, it's a really good, it's a really good opportunity to uh, just to connect, share, share like share ideas with like-minded people. Awesome, awesome. So let, let's let's allow you to kind of introduce what you do, what you're involved with. You know, it's the easiest way to get it going. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Guillermo Salazar, I'm a, you know, a multiple time entrepreneur. I've been, um, I've been working in, you know, kind of, I'll say the creator space for quite a while now. Um, really started getting heavy into formal entrepreneurship. Uh, in 2009, I founded a company with three other co-founders, uh, which we ultimately exited to Deloitte. It was a consulting company. And then along the way, I started a hockey stick company that is still in business right now. And then, uh, and then but my major focus right now is with a company called IC, which you see. We're an augmented reality, artificial intelligence, uh, video platform for field teams. And that's a big part of the work that we do is, is really enabling field teams and field organizations so that they can deliver work more, uh, more effectively. So uh, can you, can you elaborate the, on that more like field work? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Good question. You know, we, you know, of course we say it all the time, but it's, yeah. you know, if you look at anybody who drives a van or a truck in order to do their job. So oh, okay. any, you know, any sort of technician that might come to your house, anybody who's out there, um, you know, making sure infrastructure is up and running. Um, I mean, you could even go as far as saying estimations for sales and, and that kind of thing. But anywhere you, anytime you've got to go to somewhere to deliver work, or initiate work that kind of falls under the category of field work. Okay. So like, uh, for example, a plumber, mm-hmm. how would they, how would they use your system? So are you so mentioned pl- yeah. artificial intelligence, right? So how, yeah. that- so a plumber would use our system to, you know, let's say for example, a call comes in and it's a, uh, you know, Hey, I've got an emergency call. I've got water leaking around my toilet base and a plumber would use ICU2C to respond to that with an SMS message and an instant video call. And they would be able to kind of like survey the site. And, you know, in many cases they can resolve the situation. In most cases they can mitigate the damage. So we can talk about a plumber as an example. If you've got leaking water, that can create a significant amount of damage if that water persists, if that leak persists. But it may be something that's easy that anybody can actually fix, right? So oh. maybe it's a case of just turning, turn well, or at least mitigate the damage to, to, uh, to mitigate the damage. So like turn off the water, right? So show them how to turn off the water and then from there, show them how to, um, you know, and then just, you know, let's say it's a toilet. They can just wait until it's regular hours to use that toilet rather than um, rather than rushing out a plumber to solve something that really isn't all that big of an issue. The problem yeah. with a lot of the circumstances right now is that the person who's least informed is the person that is has the most amount of information. Um, so, like, you know, I'm not, I don't have a plumbing background. And so, you know, I see water in the ground. That's an emergency, no matter what it is, right? Whereas a plumber can be able to identify a situation and say, well, it's not really an emergency right now. And the AI piece, you know, is part of our roadmap. But right now we use AI to de-identify the data. We use AI to transcribe the data. So then you can use what's been captured and said within the, the uh, what's been captured and said within the call to fill forms or any other follow-on detail. And that way you have, like, you know, it becomes a real practical source of capturing data and using it to inform the next person or, you know, um, or even remind yourself years later, if the person calls back with the same problem or similar problems, you can go back and have this permanent memory that you can access Mm. and it's searchable and indexable. And then down the road, our AI roadmap includes being able to recognize objects and being able to direct the technician on what the next best action is given the circumstances. So Mm. there's this kind of a standard triage protocol that you do when you see a certain situation. And, And it's about, you know, making that triage scalable 
so that person on the at the end user can just step through those steps and to 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 a to a point that they they're able to you know mitigate any sort of subsequent damage, solve the problem themselves, triage the problem themselves, and save everybody time, time, money, and uh, of course, and yeah. Yeah, like for one thing, like for me, for example, if I have no knowledge about plumbing, electricity, electric, electric stuff, right, and yeah. something goes wrong, I'm like, I'm hustling, I'm trying to find someone to help me quickly. And it's usually, oh, yeah, I could come tomorrow morning, or I could come in two hours, or whatever the case may be, they sometimes come and they say, oh, this is this is a simple thing I could have told you on the phone. It happens, yeah. right? But this it tool, all the time. yeah, this tool allows yeah. you to kind of see that immediate transparency, immediate uh, action that, hey, you know what, don't worry, it'll be okay, you need to do this, or you know what, this is urgent, I got to be there right away, exactly. right kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it also allows for these organizations a bit of scale, where you can have one person who's doing, or one part of the organization operating as a triage, like a call center, and they would receive the calls and they can review the situation visually, and then they can make sure they dispatch the right person who's got the right tools. Because what people, what people hate at the customer level is, I mean, we hate, like, it's, it's ironic, and that the three things we hate the most is we hate waiting, right? We hate when we've got downtime, that's number, so number three is we hate waiting, period. We hate waiting with downtime, number two, and we really, really, really hate waiting the second time. When that person shows up and then they don't have the right tools, the right parts, and they oh, force yeah. us to be interrupted again a, a second time, mm. right? And what's what's incredible is that this the way that the, the system is set up, it actually compounds itself, not just in our personal consumer experience. We tell that story because everyone can relate. When you take a look at work that's being done in the field in terms of you know digging a trench or installing some sort of structure, there's inspection steps and there's all these stages that require a third party to review. And all the work that's being executed just stops until that third party is able to get there. And that that costs the organ that costs everybody time and money as well. Mm. And so if you can have a virtual look at things, and it isn't so much like really the, the problem we're solving isn't a COVID problem. The problem we solve is really this this requirement to be everywhere at all the times and how that all how that complicates everyone's schedule. Mm. And by enabling visual in all the situations. You, you really can speed up a lot of these processes and save everybody a lot of money and time and make it safer and, you know, reduce emissions. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at you know, how we compare with other products, you know, of course, we're all very familiar with Zoom or FaceTime and whatever, mm -hmm. but, um, but those aren't really comprehensive in terms of respecting everyone's privacy or being, you know, usable in an enterprise context. Um, they're personal, to, you know, FaceTime, WhatsApp, that's a personal tool, Zoom and, 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 um, and uh, you know, MS Teams or Google Meet, these are all office tools, and there's no real tools that are built for field. And so we we take what we we take what we are accustomed to in the office, port that over into field situation, and then add on and layer on all the augmented reality and, and artificial intelligence that you wouldn't otherwise need, but is all database and all you know trying to drive um, further value and further efficiencies within those different processes. So are you marketing this just in Canada or is it global? Uh, we have customers across Canada, across the U.S. And we've got a customer in Australia right now. We actually have two customers in Australia right now and working on Europe as well. So we're pitching all over the world right now. So you have a sales team that kind of pitches everywhere. That's right. Get this yeah. on and so platform. Our focus, our focus is in home building and residential, I'll say construction, residential construction and, uh, and utilities. And while they are different uh, enterprise verticals that do a lot of similar tasks, right? 
Mm-hmm. So all of them have estimations, all of them have proof of yeah, work steps, so true. all of them have inspections, they have training, and they also have customer service and deflections. And all those processes are, the way the work is dispatched is very similar across those different verticals. And, and as I described our customer, our target customer, they have a tremendous amount of field people out there, you know, rolling trucks. Like if you're out in, and you, know, you look, just count the hydro trucks that drive in around town, right? You, those are those are our people that we target. And, mm-hmm. and we've seen we can remove up to 50% of the trucks off the road, saving and, and, wow. and at the same time accelerating. So we get kind of three things that really, that happen when customers choose ICQC. Um, they save a ton of money because they're not rolling as much trucks, period, right? Yeah. They save a ton of time because you're able to instantly resolve of something. Course. Uh, which may have taken 36, 48 hours mm-hmm. right, to resolve. Mm-hmm. And that's all customer downtime. And then the third thing is we increase customer satisfaction. So our customers have found that their customer satisfaction scores have gone up but the more the more they integrate virtual work into their processes mm-hmm. because uh, it mitigates those three things that I described earlier that everyone hates. Everyone hates yeah. waiting, everyone has waiting their downtime, and they hate waiting a second time. And all those three things are like the top three things that customers hate in dealing with providers. We mitigate all those right away. And yeah, and those are the top things that can make the life easier of a consumer, right? Like when I Mm -hmm. see this and I hear about this, I'll just feel safer. I'll feel like at ease that if I have this availability, if something goes wrong, I know I can get to it right away. Fixing it, yeah. whatever we need to do is okay. But I said, at least I can get the attention I need immediately. That's the most attractive and that's, part. And of that's it. a big one. That's a big one that we focus on with one of, with our home building customers mm-hmm. is it's that speed to respond that isn't available when you're dependent on a truck to, uh, to get there. Cause you've got, if you can respond virtually and instantly, you remove a lot of the uh, constraints that you have in order to, to respond to your customers that would include traffic maybe where the technician is right now, is a technician available, all those things, right? And then they try and mitigate that by bundling all these things together. With I see what you see, they can respond to the customer instantly. They can mitigate the customer's anxiety, which is a big, huge part. Like when you, when you take a look at the, the anxiety levels that build up when you have a problem that you don't completely understand and you're, you're vulnerable to um, an expert to coming into your home, you don't necessarily know what damage that is or what damage, what, what ramifications, I should say, are involved by not being able to have that, that particular part of your, your infrastructure working. And again, mm. it's a story we tell from a consumer perspective because everyone understands the consumer side, but on the industrial side, the same problem happens, right? Like there's technicians that are junior technicians that are in the field that need support. Well, how do they get support from a senior technician with this limited amount of senior technicians? There's inspections for work before work proceeds, right? So an easy story would be, you know, before you put the drywall up, you've got to make sure that all the water and power lines and home are all are all in the right place. Well, a visual inspection can begin to um, eliminate the waiting time for work in progress. So if you've got the crew there, you can now tighten up schedules for delivering uh, an end product because you can do visual uh, visual inspection. No, right? this is... So this- yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no. So the, yeah, so it's really transforming the way field service is delivered. Yeah. And where we're getting a lot of traction, in addition to you know time, the money, the safety, is that you eliminate by nature of limiting all those truck rolls, you do eliminate significant amount of GHGs that otherwise would be on the road. And so you've got companies that have an asset base like trucks, and they they literally can can consider ha- owning less capital assets. That and emitting less GHG, so saving money. It changes the framework. You know, yeah, changes everything. Yeah, changes this everything. is amazing. To do that, and yeah, and, and with 
I guess the big challenge that people have is we're all comfortable with video right now. We're on a Zoom call right now. And so because we know that the technology is, or at least the process of using video is available, that even amplifies our anxiety when we're told to wait. Because now we've seen this is not even, this is unreasonable. Like before we used to think that waiting was reasonable because we knew the constraints. But now when I want a video solution, you can't provide it to me. I feel like you are being, you're lagging in your service to me and what my expectations are. Because we all expect instant, we all expect on demand. And if as a service provider, you're unable or unwilling, there's two things, unable and unwilling to deliver virtual service or a virtual response or an instant response, then, then I don't want to deal with you any longer. I don't want to have, or I'm going to feel, if I'm forced to deal with you because your utility, I feel that your brand isn't hearing my desire and how I want to have uh, service delivered. So this is, this is um, I'm an entrepreneur. So when I hear this is quite intriguing, right? Like the, the entire concept. Now, my question is who came up with this? You know, it's a funny story, really. So I'm sure you I love that story. Tell us. If you've got kids, you know this story. Oh. <laughs> we're we're all packed up and we're ready to go uh, on a trip. And uh, my garage door wouldn't open. Like it was stuck. It wouldn't move at all. And so you know all the anxiety of packing a car up. I mean, yeah. maybe vacation was based around the anxiety yeah. that dad feels trying to pack a car up, right? <laughs> You're counting passports, sunscreen, yeah. flip-flops. You're counting yes. all this stuff all the time. And the kids. Cars, yeah. And the kids. <laughs> and all the kids, right? And you got them all in the car, and the car's hot, and, and, and you're ready to roll, and the garage door won't off. That's not what you do. And you know how it is. You got to catch a flight. If you're going south, you, well, back we used to catch flights to the south. Yeah. You have to hit a window. You can't be too early, but you can't be too late either, right? There's like yeah. a half an hour window that you have yeah. to be able to check in to clear customs. And so if all of a sudden you're ready to rock, and you can't exit your garage door, that creates a tremendous amount of anxiety as, yeah. you know, as the person that's supposed to deliver on this for my family. So like, you know, I call the garage door provider and they're like, Oh, we can be there four or five days later or four, in, you know, in four or five. And they're like, this isn't going to work. So got the kid, you know, end up calling two cabs, get to the airport and do all that stuff. You know, after we come back or I come back from the trip already, um, talking to Luke and Danny inside the car. And I'm like, Hey, what, what, this is ridiculous. Like this, cause it turned out to be just a two minute fix. And, uh, and I said, this is ridiculous. Like this has to be solved. And, and Luke had a similar problem with his cable company. Uh, everybody I've talked to knows this experience where his cable company came five times to his house to set up his internet. Uh, Danny had a similar experience two years in a row, Christmas Eve, where his furnace failed. And so we had a, we had a collective of like, there's a, a multitude or, or I guess a, a personal experience of, of these pains that, that created customer downtime, customer anxiety uh, with very little time to fix. And obviously very expensive for us to try and mitigate those fixes. And so uh, we, we said, the key with solve this. And here's a few things. Like, it can't require an app. It, it has to have uh, augmented reality because you need to, you know, if you're giving visual direction, you want to be able to demonstrate to people what they're talking uh-huh. about. And then, and even talk, even our very first meeting, we talked about elements of a roadmap that we're still working on mm-hmm. like in terms of real-time closed captioning, things we want to get into. We'd love to get into real-time translation so that now you can, you know, if I'm an English speaker, I can, I can oh, serve nice. anybody, right? That's and sick. you can provide direction across different languages. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of our roadmap where we want to go is really enabling the people of the world to serve one another and then enabling those of us that receive service to be served by anyone. Awesome. Right. And, and removing all that friction. And they, could that pick their, to, they could pick their language, you know, set it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's sick. And, and, and doing this all without an app, right? Because we want to. Yeah. Our goal is to remove as much friction as possible in the service delivery experience. Uh-huh. And, and our, our channel for that is using video, but, then we, but that video has to be friction-free as well. Mm-hmm. And we know that if, you use, if, if I ask you to install an app and you're at a place of anxiety, 
that just amplifies your yeah time. for sure right and so it has to be receiving sms well at least our model receiving sms click on that sms and go and so we get to a point where customers are resolving our customers are res- resolving issues in like 55 seconds 45 seconds like, amazing imagine 36 hour delay to 55 seconds resolution right from a customer that is mind-blowing and you just and that's what you that what we come that's what we come to expect like we don't even mm. you know we don't even store music anymore we just stream that we have everything in the whole world is on demand and field service yeah. is still just waiting. yeah no it's amazing yeah. concept I'm, I'm 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 impressed you know like the the entire it just feels good like it feels like mm-hmm. you know it's it's helping people it's serving yeah. people it's making people's lives easier that's the key component to entrepreneurship right um so it's an amazing story how you came up with uh, the concept too how many years has it been now since that moment till now uh that moment so then we kicked this off I mean, there's this kind of like, we were in beta for about a year. I'll even say alpha for about a year and where we were just learning about the technology. Uh And so that took us. And then, and then we launched commercially January, 2020. So we were playing around the technology for, you know, a year to kind of get it right. Um, And then, yeah, January, 2020. And now we're 17, 18 months into it and really rolling. So did you create like any other opportunity for monetization for individuals to come and join you and be part of it and earn a commission or something like, did you create any kind of other model around this? Because I Uh, find that that when you find an idea this good, mm -hmm. I find when you put uh, integrate opportunities where people can, you know, uh, earn an income or do something that could be part of it. So you're, you're you're helping people create a career as well or jobs on yeah. top of it. Have you guys thought of anything like that? So what we, on our roadmap, uh, and we're actually meeting with them, with a Toronto company this week to talk further about it. Mm. We want to build in billing into it. Cause okay. it, it's our opinion. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Right. Mm. Our opinion, um, like everyone's time is valuable, right? Mm. Including those that deliver service. And a lot of their time is wasted uh, running out and doing things that are not really- Like Uber. Um, like make it yeah. like Uber, you just pay your bill. You don't have to deal with the person. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Yeah, similar to Uber where if you have a plumbing issue, right? You can call a plumber and then you could prepay, let's say 40 bucks for 15 minutes and they could talk you through the problem, right? And any resolution because we find that they can, there's 50% of the time they can resolve the problem or at least stop the, the, the pain from happening. And if they can resolve the problem, then they, they should get paid. Right. They should earn that money. Uh, if they, they if they need to come out, then, you know, they work out deals where they discount your your trip by that, whatever that 40 bucks, say that 40 bucks number. Now, the point is we want to create a commercial channel for field teams to be able to monetize their knowledge. Right. So that if you are, uh, let's say you're a, let's say you're a, um, a very senior HVAC technician. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're coming into heating season soon or yeah. cooling season soon. Cooling, sorry. Yeah. And, and your air conditioner is not working. Yes. Right? Well, it gets hot for everybody all at the same time, right? So when Toronto hits 36 degrees, it's 36 degrees for everyone. Yep. Right. And so who's in demand? All the, every single air conditioning technician, because not all the air conditioners turn on at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. People are losing their minds because they yeah. can't sleep. Mm-hmm. And so they're all kind of like surge demand, right? But, but guess what? There's someone in Thunder Bay that may not be experiencing the same surge for work that knows how to fix these things. And they can be able to offer support virtually from Thunder Bay to the That's Toronto That's where I was area. born. 
You bought a T-Bay? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. But they should be able to support the people in Toronto um, remotely and they should get paid for it. Right. Yeah. And so, and if you're a customer, if you're in, in Toronto area, like just in Lake and you're sweating your brains out, you could be able to find a technician who's available anywhere and they could provide you guides and service from Thunder Bay. And maybe it's a so, case that you go buy it. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm finished. You yeah. fi- maybe it's a case that guide you, Hey, go buy this part from, from, uh, from Rona and uh, come back and I'll show you how to install it. Awesome. Right? And they, and, and all the time they're educating their customer and they're, they're showing them how to do the work. And they can do that all virtually from anywhere around the world. Whether they're at the cabin, they're fishing, they're yeah. whatever it is, they create a whole different connection with their customer and a whole Amazing. new channel to create revenue. Yeah. And they don't need a truck, they don't no. need a box of tools. No, they're it's in, virtual. It's their experience. Yeah. Yeah. But now um, for that individual, like right now you're marketing to companies to sign up with yes. you. That yeah. is the next phase where you open up to anyone that can sign up to provide their own self-employment, own business on the platform. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's not open yeah, like, yet. Yeah, no, it's not open yet, but that's part of our roadmap is, I mean, our mission mm-hmm. is to enable service for anyone, anywhere, anytime. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's, that's our broader, broader vision and goal. We'll get there, but the stages before that include, you know, we've got to find a customer who's going to pay for it. We've got to get, we got to show, we have to show traction in the market. We need to, we, there's a whole bunch of things that we need to establish at the very beginning that form uh, momentum around this transformation and how we expect to receive service. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier from a selling, from a momentum perspective to sell to a single buyer uh-huh. than it is to kind of create this marketplace. And, and it'll start with one or two triggers or one or two people can do, can do this, um, this monetization engine, but that that's ultimately going to be something that, that we get pulled into we're going yeah, to push good idea. sales in the residential and the commercial side of things and push mm-hmm. for sales and utilities because we have more control over that outcome. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Um, can you, we always like to ask our guests what your inner superpower is to get you to this point in your life. Sure. Uh, I mean, good question. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, what my talent is, and maybe it's, it's just complete lack of impatience for things that I, I can't tolerate anymore, which drives me to do things. But, you know, I've been able to, to, over the years, find white space that hasn't been exploited yet. And so with Raven Hockey, it was there was no, there's no pro stock stick for younger hockey players. And we went to market with that and brought that to market. And with ICHUC, it's about mashing up augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and on-demand video in a way that can be consumed and delivered by a service technician. And those are white space opportunities that never really existed before. And, and what I like... You know, what I like doing is when I, when I have these ideas or, or you know, right where I say when I come across these ideas, because they're not always mine, uh, you know, working with people, working with trusted, trusted confidence to help build these companies. Like, I'm not a solopreneur. I never will be. I don't have the psychology for it. But I, I do really enjoy working with teams. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we work together to collaborate and bash ideas around and make sure that they're, they're the best idea, given the information we have over the time. And uh, I love working with these teams. So the, I would say that the, and it's funny, I'll put it this way. It's like my superpower is probably also buffeted by something I'm really, really bad at. <laughs> so I'm really, really good at finding white space opportunities. And I'm really, really bad uh, at explaining them to other people. So oh. it takes a lot of practice, right, to shape the idea so I can actually explain it to somebody. There's a market for it, construct it. And that's yeah. probably why I often, I always have to have a partner because I need to go through the repetitions 
of explaining it to somebody before it actually makes sense. Mm. And so maybe that's, maybe that's, a, that's, the, that's the tug that I have to, to give up by being it's able expression. to see space. It's yeah, the expression. It. Yeah. 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 That's awesome though. To see it. But so yeah. that's why I'm always with partners. Cause I, I love great. working with co-founders and, and uh, I, I, they've always made me better as a person for sure. Yeah. That's great. Man, amazing story, amazing everything. Um, I want to I wanna really thank you for coming on the show to take this time. We love hearing this kind of inspirational stuff, and especially when it's making people's lives easier. Um, I'm, I'm seeing this going public. Um, I think this is going to be a big, big, big baby, you know? So, okay. yeah, I wish, you, I wish you all the best. And, and again, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks, Shahid. And thank you for your optimism. Thank you for the message that you're sharing, all the good stories that you're sharing. That's Thank you. in order to inspire folks to try the entrepreneurial route. There's a bit of risk mitigation that needs to happen by telling stories about entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, and that's what you're doing. So we yeah. need you to help you. share the story. So thank most you for doing welcome. what you're doing. No, you're most welcome. Thank you so much. And um, everyone in the audience, make sure if you want to check out this product, uh, all the information will be available to you. Uh, he's a great guy, you can see. So get in touch. Also remember to subscribe and follow us. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.